Welcome to Periop Talk, the perioperative-specific podcast where we discuss how to make surgery safer one podcast at a time. From Q&As with AORN guideline authors to interviews with OR nurses just like you, our goal is to always share practical information for you to take back to your OR. Thank you for joining us. Today we bring you a special bonus episode sponsored by Ethicon. Stephanie Leone and Ray Lemitri will be discussing the history and best practices of Surgicel absorbable hemostats, which have been used more than 150 million times worldwide. As a reminder, AORN does not endorse any commercial company's product or service. We would like to thank Ethicon for their ongoing support of AORN. Enjoy! Hi everyone, my name is Stephanie Leon. I am a marketing manager with Ethicon's Biosurgery Adjunctive Hemostat products. I'm excited to be here with you today. And today I'm joined with, uh, by Ray Lemitri. Ray, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi everybody, Ray here with Ethicon. Uh, 28 years as a sales representative and considered one of the specialists in the hemostasis products arena. Thanks Ray. And thank you again to everyone at AORN for letting us join you today. So today we're gonna briefly review why bleeding matters and touch upon some of the types of bleeding you may encounter in surgery. Then we're going to switch gears and talk about the history and best ways to use Surgicel Absorbable Hemostat, a product I'm sure everyone listening is familiar with. You'll walk away knowing the benefit of oxidized regenerated cellulose, which is Surgicel, You'll understand more about the different forms of Surgicel products and how best to use each of them to address continuous oozing bleeding, which actually accounts for more than 50% of all bleeding occasions in surgery. So Surgicel is a name that every operating room in the world knows. Um, you could talk to any nurse, any surgeon, any scrub tech, and Surgicel is a brand that they recognize in uh, respect for so many years. Uh, and it has a very long and interesting history that runs over 50 years uh, since its introduction into the market in the world. So first, let's address why bleeding is an issue. We know that it can radically impact patient outcomes, procedure flow, and economic milestones. Patient factors continue to increase risk because our patients are suffering from a growing number of comorbidities, there's uncontrolled diabetes, obesity, we have an aging demographic in the US population, and patient medications are leading to increased surgical bleeding. And then we can also elaborate on the importance of the oozing type of bleeding uh, that is so prevalent in surgery. Um, we have actually recognized over the years five key bleeding situations. Uh, and we've broken them down in high pressure bleeding, uh, potential rebleeding risk, problematic bleeding, difficult to access, and continuous oozing. Within those five bleeding situations, we find that oozing is the most common, and it occurs in more than 50% of all surgical procedures across all specialties. So the history to address some of the bleeding started a long time ago, and I find it truly fascinating. Before Surgicel, surgeons addressed bleeding with gauze. Primary hemostasis, like pressure, worked, but when you use something like gauze, it pulls the clot away when you remove it from the surgical site. 
1940, the Eastman Kodak Company, yes, that Eastman Kodak Company you're thinking of, that photography company, tried making a new plastic, and it accidentally discovered N2O4 oxidation technology. If any of you are moonlighting as a rocket scientist out there, you'll recognize that N2O4 is literally rocket fuel. So with that N2O4 oxidation technology, they developed what's called an oxidized cellulose material. And the scientists working with it discovered that this oxidized cellulose or oxidized gauze was a great hemostat. So in the 1950s, J&J had been actually searching for an optimal product for hemostasis. So um, that's the year that the company started working with the oxidized cellulose technology and opting to use a regenerated oxidized cellulose as the key product that could be uh, tried in the market for hemostasis. The problem with just oxidized cellulose is that the fibers have different lengths and different thicknesses. So many are over oxidized and then others are under oxidized and therefore they tend to break down at different rates in the body. So the benefit of regenerating the material is that actually it standardizes the fiber size and therefore the same performance is attained in every single use. So meaning the absorption is fairly you know, identical between uh, all the fibers. Right. And in 1960, Johnson & Johnson started selling the original surgicel absorbable hemostat. Now, 60 years later, we have five different generations of the surgicel products. But a few things are consistent no matter which form of surgicel you use. Surgicel family of products, they have some pretty interesting characteristics. Um, one uh, is that it is proven bactericidal in vitro. Uh, and that has been um, something that a plus for the surgeons because not only they're using a good hemostasis product, it's uh, ready to use. It does not require any preparation. Uh, just basically open the pack and pass through the sterile field and it's ready for use. Um, and since it's basically the device from uh, a plant-based uh, raw material, it could be used on Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah's Witnesses do not accept blood-derived or plasma-derived products. And the way it works, it works within the hemostatic cascade, creating vasoconstriction, and then provides a surface for platelet aggregation. Thanks, Ray. So what I'd like to do now is I'm going to go through the history of innovation within Surgicel, talking about the different products and when they launched, the difference in attributes. But if you don't mind sharing with us where you've seen it used most optimally, the types of procedures, types of anatomy, I think that would be tremendously helpful. Sound good? Sounds good. So as we go through, we know that Surgicel original it's the original. It's good. It's been there. It's trusted and true. But it's like having something that's been around for 1960. You know that there's better technology out there. You know that there's innovation. So you move ahead. And then in 1986, there was Surgicel Unit. It's strong. It provides high tensile strength needed to control a little bit of a heavier oozing bleeding. Um, right. where are some of the ways that you've seen it or how are some of the ways you've seen it used in procedures that you've stood it on? Yes, it was created in response to surgeons saying, hey, listen, I love Surgicel Original. 
but sometimes I have to use so many sheets to be able to get the hemostasis that I need. Transplant procedures, for instance, great application when you have a denser uh, surgery cell unit material, which is four times thicker than the regular surgery cell original. So therefore, with one sheet, the surgeon is able to accomplish what takes multiple sheets to do. Another important feature of the surgery cell unit, surgeons wanted to wrap an organ. Let's say after a liver resection, they wanted to wrap it around a liver or maybe after a traumatic incident, they wanted to use it to wrap an organ and then place a few sutures. So that's where it has come extremely handy as an additional hemostasis product um, because of the dense type of uh, construction of um, the Surgicel Nunit. All great attributes of Surgicel Nunit. But then we know the third generation came out in 1996, which was Surgicel Fibrillar. That's the one that we all know because it looks like it melts away like cotton candy. It can be tufted into fine layers. It offers this meticulous control over fine, continuous oozing bleeding situations. Um, and really, a lot of the surgeons I know appreciate that you can tuft those layers apart for use. Where have it's you almost, seen that surgeon that Fibrillar is most useful? It's definitely, you see, you see that for the cardiac surgeons, for the vascular surgeons, uh, surgery so Fibrillar is just basically a game changer because here they were able to take uh, and that's why they call it the cotton candy version of the surgery cells because they're able to peel it away into layers and they place it in bleeding surfaces where they notice immediately how it melts into the tissue and provides very quick hemostasis with almost no tracing of the product being there. So surgery fibrillar is extremely, extremely popular and um, it works as well in craniotomies. Uh, you see that they use it after removing a tumor. Uh, from the brain that they put very thin layers and it just absorbs very easily into that area and provides very good hemostasis. So definitely the, the cotton candy version. And if Surgicel Fibrillar is the cotton candy version, I would say Surgicel Snow is kind of the workhorse. Um, created in 2010, it's efficient, it's simple. It does everything that you need a Surgicel product to do. And it goes down that laparoscopic trocar much more easily than any of the any of the other forms had. It's that smart design, it retains its shape, it gives better handling, conformability. It's really interesting because it's made of individual, individual fibers that are needle punched and interlocked into a non-woven structure. A lot of people actually don't even realize SNOW is actually an acronym. It stands for structured non-woven. So it's a little bit more of a tufty but interlocked material. I say it's designed for the laparoscopic surgeon because by stamping that specific ORC the way we do it, it allows for the surgeon to utilize snow where it doesn't stick to the instruments like, say, a Surgicel Fibrillar would. So Surgicel snow is ideally designed for that laparoscopic or robotic environment where you're trying to place it in a difficult area and it just doesn't fight you. It doesn't stick to the instrument. It just goes exactly where you want to place it and hemostasis is easily achieved. That's amazing. And yet still continuing the innovation just as recently as 2017, Surgicel powder, a novel powdered form of that same Surgicel technology that we've known for 60 years, um, really ideal for those broad surface oozing realizing that three grams is the equivalent of two 
four by eights of Surgicel original. So packing a lot of punch in a small uh, container there, really a, a game changer in the ORC game. Yeah, it is. It's almost interesting that it took us so long to launch a fragmented version of our oxidized regenerative cellulose. So Surgicel powder has been a major hit and just across all the specialties. It's extremely popular with the orthopedic surgeon doing a total knee or a total hip and specifically a revision. Uh, extremely popular in laparoscopic surgery because of the ease of application. And again, it's addressing that most prevalent bleeding that the surgeons are encountering across all the specialties, which is basically continuous oozing. So having this uh, possibility of spreading of Surgicel powder is it's just a, a game changer for the surgeons and they love it. And the fact that it's something that you can use at multiple sites, you can use it at one point in your procedure, put it down, pick it up again a few minutes later, continue to use it because it is that ready to use type material, really just smoothing the process. And most of the surgeons love the fact that they can apply it. They see how easily it penetrates into the bleeding tissue. That works 89% faster than the similar powder that's in the market, but it's a powder that doesn't penetrate into the bleeding tissue and it doesn't have the bactericidal characteristics of the Surgisol powder. So great. So really appreciating that um, oozing bleeding can be this time-consuming nuisance that surgeons and our nursing staff are facing in their procedures day to day. But fortunately, there are a lot of options out there that they can use. Yep, surgeons have from the five different Surgicel uh, products that we have in the market, the surgeons have definitely a choice. Uh, if they want wrapping, they know they could go for Surgicel Nunit. If it's a laparoscopic case for very pointed bleeding, they could go for Surgicel Snow. If it's broad bleeding across, uh, you know, let's say a pelvic cavity on a robotic case, Definitely powder, Surgisol powder will be the, the option to go with. And if you're doing a cardiac case where the surgeon is trying to uh, basically control any type of bleeding from cannulation sites, say in a cardiac procedure or from the uh, bypasses, uh, Surgisol Fibrillar in its very thin layered form provides a very good platform for uh, vasoconstriction and platelet aggregation. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ray, for sharing your expertise and your great knowledge of all the surgical procedures that are out there that you've dealt with over the years. Unfortunately, there's bleeding everywhere, so we get really well practiced at dealing with it. We're glad so, to have uh, this family of products available for our surgeons and their patients, and uh, pleasure to have been here today uh, being able to speak uh, in depth a little bit, you know, about Surgicel. Wonderful, and to our listeners, and all of AORN, thank you for the work that you do every day. And thank you for joining us on this podcast. It's been a pleasure spending this time with you. Take care. Bye-bye. Surgicel absorbable hemostat oxidized regenerated cellulose is used injunctively in surgical procedures to assist in the control of capillary, venous, and small arterial hemorrhage when ligation or other conventional methods of control are impractical or ineffective. Surgicel Original, Surgicel Fibrillar, Surgicel Nunit, and Surgicel Snow Hemostats can be cut to size for use in endoscopic procedures. Surgicel Powder can also be applied in laparoscopic or other endoscopic procedures when used with the Surgicel Endoscopic Applicator. For important safety information, and complete product information, 
including indications, contraindications, warnings, precautions, and adverse reactions, please reference the individual product package inserts or visit jnjmedicaldevices.com slash en-us slash product-family slash adjunctive-hemostats. Copyright 2020, Ethicon US, LLC. All rights reserved. EOS number 153-326-200-917. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll share this podcast with your colleagues, and we hope that you'll join us next time for Periop Talk.